Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 14 of Revelation chapter 20. We're going to be reading verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Well, here... We're given uh, a look at the judgment throne of God. And we see, as God is giving this vision to the Apostle John, the dead, small and great, stand before God. Now, the dead here would be a reference to all of the unsaved people of the earth, all the unsaved and it could, well, it does, uh, since this is looking at mankind, actually, and um, from a perspective of all throughout history, up until the day of judgment, the official day of judgment. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But it includes those that are physically alive, yet God still considers to be spiritually dead. Um, let's just look at one verse that will help us understand that. In Matthew chapter 8, in Matthew 8 and verse 22, it says in that verse, But Jesus said unto him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. Now, of course, you cannot have it's impossible for the physically dead to bury others that are physically dead. You, that, that can't be. But it's very possible for the spiritually dead, dead in trespasses and sins, to bury their physical dead. And that's what Christ is referring to when someone um, wanted to first go and bury his father. And, and Jesus said, well, uh, look, there's something much more important, which is to follow him, to be involved in the gospel program. Let the spiritually dead bury their physically dead. And, and so the word dead could refer to someone who is spiritually dead yet physically alive or someone who has uh, been spiritually dead, but now also is physically dead. And in this verse, uh, in Revelation 20, verse 12, we have both in view. We, we have all of mankind that many of which have physically died, um, throughout history. And of course, at this time of the final judgment of mankind, in the day of judgment, which is the official appointed day for the judgment of the world, um, 
many people have physically died all through history. But here, the Apostle John again is given this vision concerning seeing the dead, small and great, stand before God. Now, the Greek word translated as stand is a perfect active participle, and it denotes an ongoing standing before God. And because it's perfect, it involves that which is past and continuing. And and uh, so when we take into account all the biblical information, what we find is that since the Garden of Eden, since man's fall into sin back in the Garden of Eden, that the the sinner, the unsafe individual, has been continually standing before God for judgment. And all throughout history, when a person would sin, the Word of God has judged that individual. And, and then um, when an individual would die physically, the Word of God condemned that person and and so they were judged and they ceased to exist of course there is there is always the bible has told us um been the declaration of a final judgment the official day of judgment which began on may 21 2011 and uh, is a prolonged period of time and in all likelihood will conclude on October 7th, 2015, with the destruction of the world and the destruction of all of the unsaved people that are physically alive at that time, as well as all of the unsaved dead. And on that day, when the uh, the bodies of the physically dead, unsaved, are destroyed... That will be the completion of their judgment. So they're also being judged in the official day of judgment as well as those that are presently living and alive on the earth that are unsaved. And, and so God in using the perfect act of participle, uh, in this verse in Revelation 20 verse 12, that they're standing before God is really letting us know it has been happening, ongoing, continually throughout the history of the world since man's fall into sin. For instance, let's take a look at John chapter 3. In John 3, beginning in verse 18, it says there, He that believeth on him is not condemned, But he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So in in this verse, God is saying that the sinner is condemned already. And to be condemned means you've been judged. Isn't that what happened when uh, a person goes to trial and stands before the judge for their crime, and then they're found guilty and condemned. 
by the judge. They're, they're condemned to life in prison or, um, to die. Uh, that's the condemnation. That's the judgment. And the Bible has told us, um, well, since the beginning, when, when God, uh, said to Adam, in the day you eat of that tree, you will die. And then Adam and, or Eve, and then Adam ate of the tree. And they died in their soul existence, and it brought physical death to them eventually, and there was the condemnation. that um, They already experienced the judgment of a dead soul. They would eventually experience the judgment of a dead body, and if they did not become saved, they would remain dead. They would cease to exist. The wages of sin is death, is what the Bible declares. And uh, we we find in Romans chapter 5, God says in Romans 5 and verse 16, And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. There God says the judgment was because it is a past action. All the way at the very beginning in 11,013 B.C. um, when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, they died. They were judged. The judgment was by one, because Adam was the figurehead for the whole human race, we were in Adam in his loins, and so we're all guilty. Uh, The judgment was by one, two, condemnation. We, We die. We die because of our sin. And And it also says in verse 18 of Romans 5, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life, that is, all of the elect, through Christ. And some people, they don't like that that Adam was our figurehead uh, because he disobeyed, all are condemned, but it works the opposite way too with the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the figurehead for his elect people, and through his righteousness, many are justified. And that that's how God has established things. But the point that we're looking at is that mankind has already been judged, already condemned. And as people lived their lives, they uh, were continuing to sin, and and they had already been judged with a dead soul. Their bodies were seeing corruption due to the condemnation upon them, and eventually they died. If they were unsaved, that was it. They died. The only thing remaining would be the final destruction of their remains, whatever is left of them, 
and and you know if they were cast into the sea or burned in a fire whatever is left wherever those elements of that individual are they will be destroyed on the very last day so we we see that god is informing us he's letting us know by using the uh this word stan or the greek word translated as stan i i saw the dead small and great standing before god and and again um the context of revelation 20 is judgment day so the apostle john is seeing what has been taken place the dead standing before god now in the context of judgment day so God is continuing to judge man for their sins as we enter into the day of judgment. And again, this is the appointed day, the official time for the judgment of all the wicked of the earth. And then it goes on to say, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So we have books, plural, are open, and then another book, singular, is open at the same time. And, uh, well, we wonder what what is going on, um, what books is God opening, and what does this have to do with? Well, as we look to the Bible, we find that uh, God speaks of books in Daniel 7, in um, the Old Testament passage that relates to Revelation 20. In Daniel 7, in verse 10, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. And there it is again. The books were open. Well, this same word, books, is found in Daniel chapter 9. In Daniel 9, in verse 2. It says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of Jehovah came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. So Daniel understands by books and, and what books brought about this understanding well would have been the book of jeremiah the the other scriptures it was the books of the bible and that's the books that are open and you know we have that today don't we we speak of the bible as a book singular but we also will use the the language Let's turn to the book of Isaiah, or let's turn to the book of Romans. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. 
So we have books, plural, that comprise the one book, the Bible. And it is these books that are open because in the books of the Word of God, the Bible, we find God's law. We find God's commandments. We find the perfect standard of righteousness that all men fall short of. For according to Romans 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And this is the first thing God does in the day of judgment concerning the examination, the judgment of sinners. He uh, he opens the books. The books were open. Now notice at the end of verse 12 of Revelation 20, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. So the books that are open, they are what God looks to in order to pass judgment upon the dead, upon the spiritually dead, upon those that have rebelled against him. And notice it goes on to say at the end of verse 12, according to their works. And the the last part of this verse helps us to know without any question that the books that are open in which the, the spiritually dead are judged uh, because um, based upon what's written in the books... God is able to determine their works, whether their works were good or whether their works were bad or evil. And, and, and so that tells us absolutely that it's the word of God, the Bible, because works are always a response to what God declares. It, it, a good work is an obedient response. A bad work or an evil work is a disobedient response to the law of God, to the commandment of God that's found in the books of the Bible. So that's the first thing that we see here um, in Revelation 20, verse 12. The books are open. And, and of course, when God opens the books, the Bible, and he now has his law, and and in his law, what does it say? Thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not lie or bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shall not kill. Um, and, and of course, there, there's so many laws, law after law after law. Remove thy foot from my holy day and go into the world with the gospel. Um women are not to teach, uh, the qualifications for deacons and elders, the husbands, love your wives, and wives, submit to your husbands, children, obey your parents, honor your parents, law after law after law, and man fails and fails and fails, and, and his bad works, his evil works, multiply, these are his sins, his iniquities, his transgressions against the law of God. Again and again, some people have sin weaknesses. 
and these sins day after day after day they they grow and multiply it's a multitude of sin a multitude of evil works that the books the bible reveals and so here are the dead that they're standing before god in an ongoing way but but god doesn't just leave it at that it's not just the condemnation that the books of the Bible bring, that the laws of God brings, but he opens up another book. It goes on to say uh, here in Revelation 20.12, and another book was open. This is a different book. It's not part of the books. It says, which is the book of life. So God, after seeing the evil works, and, and which, which one of us, which person, which human being would not be found guilty, would not be found condemned if it were only the books of the Bible that was open on the day of judgment? Or if it was only the books of the Bible that was open throughout the history of the world, as people live their lives. It was only that book, the Bible, and all of its scripture, all of its laws, all of its statutes, all of its judgments, which man, which woman, which individual would not be condemned. Well, as it says uh, in the Psalms, if thou shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who can stand, or who shall stand. That's found in Psalm 130, in verse 3. Uh, Let me read it, because I don't think I I stated it accurately. If thou, Jehovah, shouldst mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? And, And that would be the situation. All are condemned, for we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And all are guilty. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that doeth good of ourselves. But another book was open. And this book is said to be the book of life. Now, we we need to be a little careful. Because um, the the book of life is spoken of from two different directions. There's the book of life that's spoken of from the perspective of creation, and and that's when God created man good, and he would live if he maintained obedience to the word of God. To The only law God gave him was, uh, do not eat of this one particular tree. But man disobeyed, and and therefore uh, death entered into the world. But there's there's that book of life from the creation perspective, and then there's the book of life from the perspective of God's salvation program through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's first look at the book of life from the perspective of creation, and we see in Exodus. 
32, verses 32 and 33. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. And Jehovah said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. So there God speaks of a book that if an individual sins, he will be blotted out of that book. It, it It's um, as though God wrote the names of every human being. But then when each human being sins, he returns to that book and he blots out their name. He removes it. You're no longer in the book of life if your name has been blotted out. You were there originally from the perspective of creation, but now you've sinned. Adam sinned. And and so blot his name out. As far as we know, we don't know who's saved or who isn't. In Psalm 69, Psalm 69, in verse 28. Well, let me back up so we see who the Lord is speaking of. In verse 27, Add iniquity unto their iniquity, and let them not come into thy righteousness let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. So there God again is speaking of iniquity and that results in being blotted out of the book. And here he calls it the book of the living. That would be the book of life. And and yet there's um, reference made to some other writing and not be written with the righteous. And that's um, actually pointing to the Lamb's book of life, that God has those that he elected to salvation recorded in. So this can be a little complicated. Let's go to Revelation 22, and we'll read verses 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And this book, in those verses, is referring to the Bible. Then in verse 19, And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, again the Bible, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. So there, someone guilty of adding to the words of the Bible uh, with another kind of a gospel, like like believing in tongues and visions, or, or God is bringing um, divine revelation after he's completed the Bible. Well, then God says, I'm going to add unto you the plagues written here and take your part out of the book of life. That can only be the book from the creation perspective. Now, how how do we know it's not speaking of the book of life of, of the Lord Jesus? Because when the Bible is uh, most definite, when God saves a sinner and gives them eternal life, 
they can never lose it. They have eternal life. And if you have eternal life, by definition, you cannot lose it. And so whenever the Lord speaks of removing or blotting someone out of the book of life, it cannot be the book of life of the Lamb. It must be from the perspective of creation, the original book that that all were written in. That book, yes, you can lose your life. You can lose your place in that book. Well, um, when we get together our next study, we'll look at the other book of life, the book of the Lamb. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.